Hey friends, my new book, Negotiation Made Simple, comes out October 31st. If you pre-order the book, I want you to have four special bonuses. The first is the negotiation preparation checklist. The second is access to an interview with Brian Hawk, the host of the Learning Leader podcast. Third is a group coaching experience where I will be taking questions and helping people deal with their actual negotiations. And fourth is a live webinar where I will teach people how to use the negotiation preparation tool. All of these things are worth like 10 times the cost of the book. Don't miss this deal. All you have to do is to go purchase the book wherever you buy books and then go to lowrygroup.net forward slash book. And there you can give us information about your order and we will get these bonuses to you. Be sure to go out and pre-order Negotiation Made Simple. Welcome to Negotiation Made Simple, where I help you master the art of negotiation and win your next deal. In this episode, we are going to tackle one of the biggest negotiations that people face in their career, and that is the salary negotiation. It's something that many of us have to work through on a yearly or sometimes maybe every few years, but it's an important negotiation because it has to do with our income and our livelihood. There are lots of questions about salary negotiations. What I want to do is I want to give you just a couple of hints of what I hope you'll find is valuable wisdom as you approach this process. It's a process that's based in relationships. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. It's also a process that is heavily impacted by your ambition. Let's jump into the conversation about how to prepare and how to manage a salary negotiation. One of the questions about negotiation that I'm often asked is how to prepare for a salary negotiation. Now, salary negotiations have high consequence for people. They're really important moments in the life of an employee working for an organization. And I think it's one time where people recognize that they are in fact in a negotiation. And so it triggers the need to prepare, the need to think through the process in order to generate the best possible outcome. What I'd like to do here is give you some ideas that come from negotiation theory and practice and best practices, but also just give you some ideas that come from experience in terms of having been involved in a multitude of salary negotiations over the years, both as an employee as well as a manager. So let's start here. The first thing to think about in terms of best preparing for a successful salary negotiation is timing. So often people come and they approach the salary negotiation but they pick a really bad time. So for example, their performance may not be where it needs to be to justify a salary negotiation. And so it's so easy to say no when the performance isn't what it needs to be. Other time, people wait until the moment in the year where a company or an organization is just not considering salary increases at that moment. And so you want to know the rhythm of your organization or your company 
and know when the best time it is to go approach that conversation with your manager so that they then have the resources available to be able to say yes. And so timing is critically important. Now, on the flip side of that, it's also important to recognize when is a good time to start a salary negotiation. And I think one of the best times is after you have been highly successful at something. You've brought in a huge account. You've just delivered an incredible project. When your value to the organization is at its highest, that's an opportunity to say, this is what I'm providing to the organization. This is what I intend to provide going forward. And as a result, I want to have a conversation to make sure that my compensation reflects the value that I'm bringing to the company. And so be thinking about those moments and be thinking about the timing. The timing is absolutely critical because there are moments where your manager may want to give you the raise that you're asking for, but may not be able to because during that season, it's just not a moment where there are resources to add to salaries. So the timing of all of this is absolutely critical. And if you don't get the timing right, the negotiation may not go anywhere. The next thing is as we approach this negotiation, it's important to do it softly. If you come in too hard to a salary negotiation, whether it's prior to starting your employment as you're looking to take on a new role, or whether it's in the middle of your employment as you're having a a conversation about a raise, it's important to approach it softly. If you approach it too firmly, then you can send a lot of messages that aren't the right messages. So for example, if you play hardball at the negotiation at the very beginning of your employment, prior to accepting the job, there's a moment where you could use some of your political capital before you ever get into the organization to where the organization won't appreciate the fact that they're providing you an opportunity and that you're looking at that opportunity and looking to exploit it for everything you possibly can. Sometimes that doesn't set the stage for a successful employment relationship to follow. And so it's important that you do it softly. As you think about doing it in the context of asking for a raise after you've been in an organization for a while, you've got to understand that the relationship with your manager or the relationship with whoever it is that you're asking for the raise that relationship's going to be in very important. And asking for a raise, quite frankly, it, it strains the relationship. Uh, you're, you're asking for more. And as a result of that, uh, it's really important to make sure that that relationship is strong and you don't strain it too far. Because if your manager or your organization thinks that you're solely in this for yourself and what you get out of it, that will begin to break down trust. And so there's a balance there between wanting to ask for more, and I'll talk about that in just a second, but also making sure that we maintain the relationship that is gonna set the stage for your engagement as an employee. And so the way that I coach people to do this is not to really back off on what you're looking for, but to approach it softly. You may not get everything you want in the first round. It may take a multitude of rounds. It may take some time to get there. But if you're making progress and you're advancing the relationship as you're 
asking for more. And as your compensation is getting to the level where you're satisfied, that will be really important in terms of helping you be successful in that negotiation. All right. The next thing is you will never get what you don't ask for. And so just like I said, we've got to take care of the relationship in the midst of this process. It's also important to recognize that if you don't ask for it, you likely will not get it. And so we do have to have a little bit of courage to be able to ask for what it is that we're looking for. Now more than ever, employers are doing creative things to try to take care of employees. It's a whole different ballgame out there. And so the opportunity to have a really interest-based, creative negotiation is probably more real today than it ever has been at any time in history. And so the ability for you to talk about flexibility, for you to talk about the particular role that you play, or for you to talk about working from home, uh, all of that can come into a conversation about compensation to where when you look at the entire package, now all of a sudden it can become something that works. And so when you think about asking for more, think about all the different areas, all the different pools of value that you can tap into. The next thing I want you to think about and recognizing that a salary negotiation has multiple pools of value is to appreciate this thing called linkage. Now, linkage is how we strategically connect different pools of value. And the trick to employing linkage is simply the word if. And so what that does is it creates this hypothetical negotiation to where you can have a conversation with your manager that says, if you're only willing to go here on compensation, would you be willing to allow me to work 36 hours instead of 40 hours a week? Or would you be willing for me to have an extra 20 hours vacation per year? There's lots of different ways to where even if they say no, there's opportunity to capture value and to improve your overall compensation at the company. And so think about those things. There are some things, quite honestly, that managers have flexibility on and other things that they don't. There are things that they set and they make decisions around. And then there are other things that corporate or someone else sets and makes decisions around. And so it's important for you to be flexible to find those things to where your manager actually has the ability to give and then to understand in those moments where your manager just really doesn't have any flexibility to give at all. And so think about ask for more, consider the multiple pools of value, and then think about how to strategically link those pools of value using the word if. All right. Then in the context of all of this, it's really important that we be reasonable. Now, I've had some employees come to me and they've been so ambitious that it literally went beyond ridiculous. And they didn't have very good justification for it. And as a result, the level of trust just went down dramatically. And it became very, very difficult for me to want to give a raise in those kinds of situations. And so it's important that as we think about asking for more, that we do temper that a little bit 
in terms of making sure that we're being reasonable and making sure that we understand the parameters, especially around compensation. And so, for example, I've had many folks that have come and they've asked for raises that would put them so far outside the range of compensation of their colleagues that there's no way that that could ever have happened. And they find some reason to justify it, but it just doesn't work. And in those situations, especially those where people threaten to leave and all of this kind of stuff, it really hurt the relationship. And in some cases, it never recovered and people ended up leaving. But the reality is, is that their request, it wasn't anywhere close to reasonable. And as a result of that, it was such an easy no. And so we've also got to think about the bigger picture with which we're negotiating and understand that organizations are going to have limitations. And so if you're in a particular position and there's a a range of salaries that cover that position based on experience and uh, perhaps academic degrees and education and all of that, uh, yes, you want to be on the higher end, but know that you're not going to be able to go significantly outside of that range because it's going to be difficult for the company to be able to justify it. And so if you step outside there, you lose credibility, and I think you actually make your chances of getting the raise that you want even tougher. So be ambitious, but also be reasonable. And that's the place where I think you can do your best. Now, the other thing is, you also probably have to ask for a little more than what works for you. Because what I found is that many times, companies aren't going to go all the way. Uh, They're going to go part of the way. And so if you ask for a 10% raise, you may not get the full 10, but you may get five, or you may get six, or you may get eight. And so it's important that that five, or that six, or eight, that that be satisfactory because your manager may have to do a whole lot of work to get you that. But when we get to that point, you want to be at a place to where even though it's not all you ask for, you're happy and you're satisfied and you're ready to be engaged and you're ready to move forward. There's nothing more discouraging to a manager than when an employee asks for something, the manager delivers almost all of it, but maybe not all of it, And then you have the employee totally dejected, totally disappointed that they didn't get everything that they asked for. Puts the manager in a really difficult spot because here the manager has gone to bat for you. Here's the manager has created a win in terms of finding more comp to be able to give you and doing so because the manager cares, the manager wants you satisfied, the manager wants you happy and wants you engaged. And yet, if you send the message back that after the manager's done all that to help you out, that you're still not happy and you're still not engaged, it really sets kind of a bad tone in terms of moving forward. And so, set things up to where you can be happy and your manager can be happy, to where you have a really healthy relationship coming out of this negotiation that hopefully will lead to more productivity and set the stage for the next negotiation. All right, the last thing is this. I think it's really, really important because a salary negotiation is not a one and done thing. A salary negotiation is probably something that happens every year, every couple years. 
And so to recognize and again, step back and take stock of the big picture, it's really, really important that as you achieve success in salary negotiations, that you express gratitude, that you're grateful and thankful for what the organization is doing in investing in you as an employee. So many times, in fact, it's more often than not, people approach this negotiation from an entitlement point of view. And when they get a raise, they believe that they're entitled to it. And so there's no need to express gratitude or to recognize the work that has gone into making it happen or to recognize the additional investment that the organization is making. And as a result of that, if you don't express some gratitude, that will be remembered the next time you enter into that salary negotiation with your HR department or your manager or whoever it might be. They will remember the fact that they went to bat for you and that you couldn't even find enough in you to say thank you for the fact that they created a win. They created a better comp package. And so I think it's really, really important that if you really want to be successful at salary negotiation, that you recognize that it's going to be a multitude of negotiations over time, and that as you make progress, you may not take as big a step as you want in a particular round, but it's important to be thankful and to be grateful for the progress that is being made. That will set you up to be more successful in the next round And eventually, over time, you will be able to do quite well in terms of making sure that you receive the compensation that you want as a result of your hard work. So a couple of ideas, a couple of tips in terms of thinking about salary negotiations. Understand that you're doing it in the context of a relationship. And so the relationship is going to temper at some level how far you're willing to go, but also understand that you have to be ambitious and you've got to be willing to ask for it or it likely won't come your way. And then lastly, as you work through it and as you have success, be grateful and thankful and know that the best thing that you can do to be successful in a salary negotiation is outperform, is to be productive is to exceed expectations and to be an absolutely great employee. That's the most important thing that will set you up for a successful salary negotiation. In this segment, we're taking questions from listeners. And here's one that I think is relevant to the conversation around salary negotiation. Here's the question. I had a call today in which I was offered a position. I verbally accepted the offer but I'm now regretting not having made any attempt to negotiate salary. Would it be inappropriate to meet in an attempt to negotiate prior to accepting the formal offer? So what this question raises that's really, really important is sequencing. So notice with me, if the company has made you an offer, Before you accept that offer, that is the moment in which you will have the most power. Once you accept that offer, it's really, really hard to go back and negotiate the terms of your employment because you've already accepted the offer. 
the company knows that they don't need to give anything more to get you in the door because you've already signed on the dotted line. And so once they make that offer, before you accept, that is your window. That's the moment that you want to negotiate. That's where you need to be ready to outline the things that you are looking for. That's where you need to be ready to analyze the offer and to help the company identify the areas where you would like to see them do more. And then get to a place to where when you finally accept the offer, when you finally sign on the dotted line, you are satisfied and ready to go. And so what this question raises and helps us remember is that we've got to be aware of our power and we've got to recognize when in the negotiation do we have the most power and when do we lose power. And it's that moment that you accept the offer. So do all the negotiation up front, get yourself to a place to where you're satisfied and you're excited, then sign and go to work. Hey there, I just wanted to remind you to pre-order Negotiation Made Simple. It comes out October 31st. We have some great pre-order bonuses that are available to you if you will order now. Go to wherever you buy books and it should be available there. To get access to your bonuses, go to lowrygroup.net forward slash book. And there you will receive four bonuses that are worth about 10 times more than this book that will help you in your negotiation preparation and help you get ready to deliver an outstanding negotiation outcome on your next deal. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Negotiation Made Simple. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon.